0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Armchair Booking Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is, uh, I don't know, simply Steve. And join <laughs> me, is my host is always delicious, Dwaylin Davis.
1: Hey,
2: everybody.
0: Yeah, I need to start, like, like I said, I need to start writing those down so I can check them <laughs> off. You know, that yeah, one I had, like,
2: I've used that one already. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and that one, I was like, oh, crap, I don't have a word yet. You know, but you know what? Whatever works. Yeah. And yeah, you know, uh, thank you for joining us. And Tonight we're going to be going a little, little, little old school. Uh, we're going to talk about the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, because yep. yes, yesterday would have been his seventy seventh birthday. Yep. And I mean, you, for somebody that had a huge amount of influence, and he's got two sons uh, who wrestle. He's uh, has a, a daughter in law who wrestles. He has two brother in laws. Then nobody mentions that, but he has yeah. two two brother-in-laws who were also wrestlers um who you know fairly famous i mean they weren't top well they both actually held wwf tag titles Mm -hmm. so they were i mean they so they kind of were at the top of the card um but yeah because the man you still feel his influence even now
1: oh yeah you
0: know so uh, whether it be from the training, you know, some of the decisions, good and bad. I mean, because not everything he did was perfect, but right. didn't stop anybody from liking him. No. Yeah. Uh, but <clears throat> uh, before we get started on anything, I want to go ahead and get our give our contact and listening info. If you'd like to email us, it's armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash armchairbookingpodcast. Also, find us on Instagram. Also at Armchair Booking Podcast. Find us on Twitter at Booking Armchair. Find us on TikTok at Armchair. I don't know why I bother with TikTok. even mentioned it, but <laughs> well, we'll start. I swear, we'll put videos on there one day. I swear. Uh, you can find us on YouTube. Obviously, this is the only video platform I know of that we're on. I haven't heard of any yeah. other other ones. I haven't seen us on Daily Motion or anything like that. Because no, I had not either. I, yeah, uh, audio platforms. You can just find us on just about any any audio platform there is. If we're not there, let us know, and we would do what we can to get ourselves at it. You can also find Dwaylon and his Twitter at Fat underscore Daddy 73. You can also find his social media, his TikTok and his YouTube at Big and Fat. Now, the fat actually stands for Fat Daddy. Hence yep. the name Fat Daddy 73. We want to see what the 73 stands for, but it's not his age.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but,
0: um, and one of the things you can um, you can find my other a podcast at the cubicle chat by the way we did a, a show on weird al yankovic last night and uh i had to i actually named it weird al yankovic the realest person in the entertainment industry <laughs> because i mean if you and if you really watch it I yeah. mean it's, it's yeah. the truth i was like man he he was real even though he did yeah. parodies but he was more real than most of the people in that industry yeah You know, but so go check that one out and we have merch and because we have merch i'm actually going to share for people who are watching this on video you actually uh, see our merch page it is at tpublic.com slash user slash armchair booking podcast here is what the page looks like when you go to it and you can see you know you can see our logo there this is the the very first logo i had to have something for cover this is the very first logo of the show that looks a little too morbid that's why um there's only one shirt of that ever, and it was actually a homemade shirt. It was not <laughs> sold here. Yeah. Um, and some things, I actually bought some merch uh, just yesterday. One of the things I bought was a hoodie. Oh, okay. Yep, got a regular hoodie. And um, I I actually had to ask my wife, like, what's the difference between a regular hoodie, a classic hoodie, and this hoodie, and that hoodie? Because I had no idea. I'm not a hoodie expert. Right. But it's getting cold. <laughs> and so I recommend everybody, you know, it's getting cold. Get yourself a hoodie. Yep. And I also got myself a couple of long sleeve T-shirts. One of this and one of this. And another reason why is because it's getting cold. One of these days I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to get the white background T-shirts. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, they do look actually, you know, yeah. uh, that's something you would wear more in the summertime. Yeah. You know? Like I said, right now it's getting cold. And one of the other things that helps you keep warm when it's cold is coffee. Yep. And I ordered myself a regular coffee mug. Uh, unfortunately, they don't sell the tumblers anymore. And I was sad and I actually emailed them and asked them, like, hey, are you selling the the tumblers anymore? And they said no. <laughs> they were they were kind of sad too. I could detect it in the email. Oh. <laughs> um, but Right now, there's a sale. It's going up in the six hours, but they have sales like this all the time. And you can kind of see this is you know a couple of different sides of the mug, what it actually looks like. And I'll be rocking that at whatever job I'm working. Yeah. Um, the And speaking of that, and I'll go ahead and stop and share. The, the job I had applied for, I think I told you about it. Mm-hmm. Kind of similar to the job I'm doing now. Yeah. They are going with, with somebody else somebody else who better fits that i'm like okay fine you know what that's so be it so be it yeah you know um and you know just a lot going on with the job everything has kind of calmed down thankfully i mean it's not completely over but my hours the past few days have been relatively normal i have had Mm -hmm. to do some work when i got home but it was not a ton right um but yeah, still, but everybody's been kind of noticing like, dude, you all right? <laughs> so you look tired. I'm like, yeah, because I am tired. Right. Uh, you work 200 hours in three weeks. That'll kind of tire you out. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, hopefully all that'll be done here soon. Yeah. So, and in fact, we have been, I'm pretty sure you saw in a tweet that just happened like not even 30 minutes ago from the guys from wrestling with the truth mm-hmm. uh, they said yeah uh, maybe once your work schedule kind of what they say levels out you know Something we like can that. yeah yeah we can actually they refer to it as the superpowers and i'm like you know what i like that yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i like it uh that'd be jay Myers and bc hunter from wrestling with the truth Go check out their podcast they they put on an excellent show they're uh, out of nova scotia and you know so i i get the superpowers mm-hmm. reference Yep. To Americans, to Canadians, hey, let's go for it. Yeah. And, but they, they do have uh, just a great show. And if we're the superpowers, even the superpowers got to have like the head of the table mm-hmm. podcast. You know who that is? Ted. It's Ted. And everybody knows it's Ted. The yeah. man is, I hear Ted being mentioned on other podcasts, including, <laughs> you know, Wrestling with the Truth. They talk about Ted. Mm-hmm. So Ted is very highly revered. He is uh, the, Ted, the hillbilly hill. He actually runs the Hill Truth Podcast. Go check it out. I mean, the man just, he just drops wisdom every episode. Yeah. I, I mean, because like I said, Dwell and I, are, you know, we consider ourselves to be pretty smart. And then when we're like, okay, we got this, we got this, 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 uh, this analysis of this person, this situation, whatever down. Mm-hmm. And then Ted, you know, he puts a spin on I'm like, man, we missed a lot. <laughs> so, <laughs> um. But yeah, absolutely amazing. The Hill Truth Podcast. Go check it out. And have I forgotten anything? Uh, No, I don't think so. Uh, All right, cool. In that case, we'll talk about some current events real quick before we get to talking about the American Dream. Because when we were talking Monday, I think one of the things we said was, I hope to God Seth Rollins does not get the U.S. title from Bobby Lashley.
2: Yep, and he did. But but it was because Brock Lesnar returned and attacked Bobby Lashley and hit him with like three or four F5s. Yep. So at least they gave Bobby Lashley an out. At least Seth didn't just come in and beat him clean. There was you know, he got attacked so he wasn't 100%. Seth goaded him into the match and then Seth was able to beat him.
0: And so now we have a feud starting with Bobby Lashley, mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar,
2: which is kind of, if they're going to do that feud, then it's good. They took the U S title off of it, off yeah. of Bobby. That feud doesn't need a championship to be important. So let Seth hold the title and, you know, put on some good matches and
0: yeah. And not only that, but I mean, you have Bobby Lashley and you have Brock Lesnar, two legitimate mm-hmm. fighters. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Two guys, I mean, I would probably wet myself before I got into a fight with either <laughs> one of them. And, you know, that, that's when I almost want to see it turn into a shoot fight. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know that it's going to be brutal. It's going to be F5s. It's going to be full Nelsons. It's going to be a lot mm-hmm. of power moves because these guys are, are powerful guys. Yeah. And because you have one guy who we have said, if you look up wrestler in a dictionary, you should have a picture of Bobby Lashley just standing there.
2: Exactly. You
0: know, he didn't even have to flex. He could just stand there with his arms no, out just to the side. Yeah,
2: just standing there. That's yeah. all he needs to do.
0: And and then of course you have Brock Lesnar, who is one of the most recognizable people from wrestling. Because people, even who yeah. aren't wrestling fans, know mm-hmm. who Brock Lesnar is. Yeah. Through MMA and other stuff, but but both guys very legitimate athletes in their own right. Even if we're not big fans of Brock Lesnar in the ring, I mean we still recognize you know, that he is not somebody to be trifled with. Right. You know, him and his three moves of doom.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, uh, but now Seth Rollins has the title. Lashley's preoccupied with Lesnar. You think Riddle's going to come after the U.S. title now?
2: Or- uh, I hope not. I hope that feud is done. I think they've gotten all they can out of that feud. Um, I don't know who else. You know, it's going to, because basically with the lack of a world champion on Raw, Seth is the number one champion on the show. Mm. Seth's the number one singles champion because R- Roman rarely shows up on Raw. I mean, if he does, he's not defending the title. So, um, But I don't know. I don't know who he's going to, because like most of your singles people are tied up in, in factions. Like you know, the Good Brothers came back, and they're with, mm-hmm. they're with AJ Styles, and then Finn Balor's with Judgment Day. And so, I mean, you've got some top guys, but they're in factions right now. So,
0: I don't know. We'll see where it goes. Yeah, because that was actually going to be the next thing I was going to mention. It was Anderson and Gallows' return. Yep. That came out of nowhere.
2: Uh, I wasn't surprised. They finished up with uh, – their contract had expired with Impact. They dropped the tag titles. Uh, at a TV taping, and then um there were free agents because they're not. I think they're on a per appearance deal with New Japan. I don't think they're on any kind of lengthy contract because they said that they were going to honor their commitments to New Japan through Wrestle Kingdom in January, and then okay. they'd be done. They'd be done with New Japan. So apparently, Triple H is letting them. You know work in wwe but still honor their commitments which they kind of have to because uh carl anderson is the uh never open weight champion right now in new japan so you have Mm. a current new japan pro wrestling champion under contract with wwe (laughs) wow yeah uh
0: some things that would would not happen under vince
2: absolutely not vince would have been like We'll sign you in back we'll sign you in January once you're done with New Japan. But
0: Yeah, because he's he always saying, well, they're independent contractors, that's why we don't pay them benefits. hmm But if they're independent contractors,
2: then they can they should be able to work should anywhere, be able they to anywhere they want. Exactly.
0: Yep. Uh because my company, I mean, we actually have contractors who work, you know, who do some of our stuff. hmm Those contractors could also work yeah a rival to us, yep and but they're contractors, you know, mm-hmm. so we actually well, they work for a contracting company, I mean, um, and so their company actually pays their benefits, things like that, but wrestlers, you know they're all independent contractors, which mm-hmm.
3: means,
0: you know you would think the company they work for they need to have that in their contract, by the way, if I get hurt on the job, you're paying for it,
1: yep, yep,
0: <laughs> you know. Uh, but if you're saying that you're not going to do that well, I'm going to also wrestle for them. Right. So, I mean, I sh- um, the WWE, you know, they have been the only ones I can, I can think of off the top of my head that ever pulled that where if you wrestle for them, you're not allowed to wrestle for Mm-mm. anybody else. Yep.
2: yep,
0: yeah. Because even WCW, I don't even think they did that.
2: I don't think so because they had a working relationship with uh new Japan pro wrestling for a while. So
0: yeah. Oh, but what else is, what was happening in the past? Um, well, I, I mean, that's the only things I can think of right now that on Raw, that was like kind of big news. Yeah. Um, And I am going to have to redo my statement when I said that Chillicothe, that I, uh, there's an event, Big Fan Fest in Chillicothe coming up this weekend. And I think i said Thursday. Yeah, I'm not going to go. Because, I mean, my son hasn't shown any interest. And, in,
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know, uh, and it's an hour and a half there, an hour and a half back. And there's a show in my I want to go watch. The very next day, my son said, are we going to that thing in Chillicothe? I was <laughs> like, do you want to go? He said, yes. I, was like, yeah, I guess said, we're I wanna... going. Yeah, he said, I want to meet Kane. i like,
1: okay.
0: Okay. <laughs> you know, so went ahead. And fortunately, we can afford it right now. You know, it's one of those rare times we can actually afford something.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> you know,
1: I know the and, feeling. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: uh, because we are not rich. Uh, we have not gotten rich off our podcast. We are not no. Conrad Thompson. You know, of course, he has like ten podcasts and he advertises his own business, and so he can do things like that. Yeah. Um. And I don't even want to get started on <laughs> all, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. I've kind of gotten uh, disenchanted with some of the stuff. Um, but. I'm going to go there. I have paid for a an, uh, meet and greet with Kane because you had that one. There's only 250 slots available, and there was a lot. I was very surprised. There was a lot of slots left.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, so we've got to you know bought a slot with him, and because I want to actually meet um, Nicola Roberts, baby doll, mm-hmm. uh, because honestly, I want to try to get her on the show. I <laughs> <So, laughs> uh, seriously doubt we can get Kane, uh, just because. No. You know, yeah. I, mean, I can I can try. I'm going to wear a shirt, kind of like the one you're wearing right now. Uh, those of you who are on audio only, Dwayne is sporting one of the Armchair Booking Podcast shirts that you can get off of our merch site. Yep. I'm rocking a Megadeth shirt that I got <laughs> last year <laughs> at the concert. I could not find my because we are behind on laundry right now because of my hours. Right, right. My hours and my wife's back issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we are we are very, very slow at getting laundry right done right now. Um, because if, if I'm not here to at least have my son, he tries to help her. Mm-hmm. No, but it just doesn't always work and my wife she's going back to subbing some mm-hmm. and okay. my son my son was sick the past few days and right so we're a little behind the laundry right now but i'm gonna to have to find a shirt before saturday <laughs> gotta get up there and represent the pod yep um and yeah but that night I mean, we're gonna to go to that event and then we're gonna come back to mount orb and actually go to the mount of uh, the nwf show in mount orb you know so mm-hmm. Uh, I do know of one of the matches is going to be Tiny Tim against Mr. Destiny. Um, I think that'll be pretty decent. Tiny Tim, he was actually just on the NWF. You know, they have a new podcast. it mm-hmm. for, you know, a few weeks. Uh he was actually on theirs. Oh, okay. So, so and I'm like, but Tim, we had you on our podcast like a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> so but it was just about almost a almost, year ago. Almost, yeah. You know what? I'm gonna look up when that was. Because I'm just going to go to Apple Podcasts because that's that's actually the main one I use. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Apple Podcasts, if you use Apple Podcasts, you can always go in there, give us a rating, give us a give us a five star review, and actually give us a review, tell us how to do it. You can also give us a rating on Spotify and you can do it on Good Pods. Uh just wanted to throw that out there for anybody who's audio. Uh where you at, Tim, where you at? Man, I'm going through all these, this list of all these, and man, we did a lot of interviews at one point. Yeah. Um. Let me see where you at, Tim? You know, super guy too. I mean, he really is. Uh, okay. I've somehow, how have I passed it? Oh, uh, and almost there. It is. Um, uh, October sixth. Okay. So one yep. year and one week ago. Yep. Um. But yeah, and he was actually telling me one day at because you know he he goes to our church, and he was telling me about uh, an injury he got thanks to Carl Anderson. Mm. Yeah. It was a, it was a botch, and it and it hurt him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it was an accident. I mean, Carl right. Anderson never hurt him on purpose, but um, because Carl Anderson, he started in the NWF. That's where mm-hmm. he learned. You know, and you see. Yep. How far he's gotten. So, I mean, if yeah. you want to learn how to be a wrestler, go to Bone Crushers down on Vine Street in Cincinnati. But our main topic of tonight is Dusty Rhodes. Yeah. The American Dream. American Dream. Uh, the first time I remember seeing Dusty Rhodes, it had to be Mid-Atlantic Wrestling because that's mm-hmm. what I started watching. Right. Um, I don't remember the circumstances, I but I do remember he was uh like the ultimate good guy Mm -hmm. you know because that's what you know you think when you're 10 years old oh he's a good guy okay yeah i gotta cheer for him rah rah you know and i don't even remember who he was in a feud with not them because he was a good guy flair was at the time was a good guy he was a face until they came to starcade and then all of a sudden it was flair and dusty for the million dollars and flair became a bad guy just for that match, and then he went back to being a good guy again. Right, but but Dusty, I mean, just the way he talked, you know his his promos, and they they would say the rap that he would do. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, he talked like he was off the street back in the '60s. I mean, he talked like you know he grew up in Motown. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and he pulled it off. So I mean, it wasn't, you know, but I mean, he. He always called himself the son of a plumber. Well, his dad was a plumber. Mm -hmm. You know, so Dusty, I mean, he, Virgil Riley Runnels, Jr. Yep. So he he wasn't affluent. I mean, he grew up blue collar. Yeah. And played baseball. Played a lot of baseball, apparently. Um, you know, and football. But I'll say I've read he got a baseball scholarship to to a school that is now West Texas A and M. Okay. You know, so I mean, he, he was good enough to play in college, and and I don't care what level you're at, because I think I believe they're division two. I don't care what level at. If you're playing, if you, if you are a college, a collegiate level athlete, you have got to be good.
2: Oh yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. So,
2: first time I remember seeing Dusty was he was feuding with Tully Blanchard over the World Television title. This was in Jim Crockett Promotions. Um, well, after they had the. Whole baby doll incident where Tully had smacked baby doll on TV and Dusty came in and saved her. And then they were feuding over the TV title and they had the $10,000 hanging over the ring. And Tully ended up getting it and, you know, and keeping the TV title and the money. And it was just the promo work alone was just fantastic.
0: Yeah. And one of the, well, some of the things can't just say one thing, but one of the biggest things that the way they were doing it then—that you could not even don't even write it down now. Oh no! We, we, yeah, I mean, and you know, I'm pretty sure you know exactly where I'm going with mm-hmm. the whole thing about baby doll.
2: Yeah.
0: When he saved her after totally slapped her, then he referred to baby doll as his, his property. property,
2: and I was like, even oh, then, even yeah.
0: as a kid, I'm like. Uh no, that's not no that's no. That's not what you. I was like her. Can't do was. that. And uh, you know, especially as like impressionable mm-hmm. kids yeah. that we were, it's like yeah. I I don't don't I don't want to refer to some girl as my property. I don't think she no. liked that very much. No,
2: I, I think I'd get slapped if I refer. <laughs> yeah. To my property, so.
0: Yeah, and I'm pretty sure your mom would slap you the hardest.
2: Oh, my mom would slap me the hardest my wife is going to slap me just as hard as my mama is. So I'm not, you know, yeah. Wish I would refer to my wife as property. It's a good way to get punched in the mouth.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure your sister would also Yeah, you know, join in as well. Oh yeah. yeah. And I don't think I'd mess with her either. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, he further as his property, but I mean, that's, I guess that's, I don't, it's not justifying it, but that was an old school, Mm-hmm. wrestling type of thing that's the way they kind of treated women, but with Dusty, do you realize how long that man wrestled? you know when he started?
2: I don't remember exactly when he started. I know he was wrestling uh i know, I know the end of his career i mean he's still like after w c w closed, he was still doing stuff on the Indies, and mm-hmm. you know he popped up in e c w for a little while and um even the early days of TNA, he was there. Even coming back to WWE, I remember his last, his last feud was against Randy Orton. Yep. Because they had, they had a uh, bull rope match at Great American Bash. Um, I forget the year. But it's when the Great American Bash was, um, when they started using it as its own, I think it was a SmackDown pay-per-view.
0: 1967. Oh, Wow. yeah and he called himself dusty dusty runnels Mm -hmm. and it was up in boston and when i mean he had no money um so he slept in his car and he spent thanksgiving of that year with rufus r jones freight train jones okay in a a boston soup kitchen (laughs) so when the man when his promo is when he said i've i've Wine and dine with kings and queens, and I've also sent in the alley with pork and beans. That was not exaggeration. I
2: mean, I don't know. Um, Uh, another one of his, his promos that I always liked, he it was like a short one. He's like, he said, You know, I don't look like the athlete of the day, my belly's a little big, my honey's a little big, but I'm bad, and they know I'm bad.
0: Yep. Uh, that was actually. The, the second half of the hard times promo, mm-hmm. which everybody, if you don't know what the hard times promo is,
2: please go to I, YouTube and look it up. Yeah, because fact,
0: I mean, I won't even be insulted if you push pause right now on this, yeah, and go to YouTube. In fact, you know what? Hold on, we'll just stop for a second.
2: Yeah, yeah, we'll wait.
0: Yeah, we'll wait. All right, yeah, you should have seen it, by now just pause, go watch it. And... But I
2: mean, that promo has been so influential. Two wrestlers, you know, so that promo got some wrestlers interested in pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know, wanted that's what they wanted to do with their life. That, but the just the promo and the honesty in the promo is so, you know, ingrained into wrestling history. Like even there's like John Moxley cut his own version of a hard times promo in AEW like a couple of years ago. It's just. One of those all-time promos that nobody. Once you see it, once you hear this promo, you you'll never, you, you'll never forget it.
0: Yeah, because I mean, he's, I, I, without even going to look it up right now, I can tell you he's wearing a lighter colored suit. I mean, it's not white, but it's mm-hmm. kind of a, a very, very light bluish grayish type mm-hmm. type suit, and he's got his glasses on. Yep. And and the suit itself was not super expensive. I mean, it was yeah. just, you know, um, but it was right after. They broke Dusty's leg in the cage. Mm-hmm. And which was, that's another angle. I mean, I still remember as a kid watching, they're like, oh, I mean, they kept, we're going to show what happened, you know? Yeah. But,
2: yeah. yeah. We're going to show what happened, but, you know, parental discretion is advised. Yeah. I like, mean, it's, well, Dusty hit the ring, you know, to save Flair from the Russians. Yeah. Then Flair's like, Dusty, why don't you mind your own business? Then the Andersons hit the ring. And they broke Dusty's leg.
0: Yeah. You know, and well, Flair, the Anderson's held him down and Flair came off with a knee. Yep. Broke his leg. And you know, of course, I mean, that's when the riot, that was in the Omni in Atlanta. Oh yeah. And Arne Anderson's talked, talked about it. it. took them 45 minutes to get back to that dressing room because the, yeah. the, pol- the police had to escort yeah. them.
2: Yeah. He said it was like 50 yards to the locker room and it took him 45 minutes to get there because <laughs> yeah. people were trying to legitimately trying to, yeah. Trying to hurt him.
0: I mean, you had fans climbing over the cage trying yeah. to get to him. Yeah. And by the way, if people, if you don't think wrestling's real, that's yeah. an example of when wrestling got real.
2: Uh-huh. It got real real quick.
0: And I mean, it got people talking. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, Flair's definitely he's not just a bad guy in Texas and you yeah. know and Memphis and everywhere else. He's a bad guy here now, too. Which oh yeah. And I mean, and he went from being kind of a good guy to all of a sudden he was the number one yeah. most hated person in yep. the entire industry and he absolutely loved it. Oh yeah. Um because you know, we talk about Dusty being a big influence on you know, even now with wrestling. Flair, you know, his one of his biggest influences was Dusty. Mm-hmm. And you know, because he wanted to call himself Rambling Ricky Rose. Yeah. And somebody told him, Don't get yourself famous off somebody else's name. Yeah. He said, it won't work out for you. He said, you need, you know, you need to do it with your own name. And I, I think it kind of worked out for him.
2: Yeah. A little bit. A little I think, bit,
0: he, I think bit. he did. Okay. But. You know, when you look at dusty, when you like, of course, I mean, the best source, obviously I Hate sound like this, but Wikipedia, because just the way it's all laid out. Yeah. And when I look at all the titles, the man had, I mean, it's just and, – and the titles and all the other accolades he got.
2: The ones I can remember from memory, the World Six-Man Tag Team Champions with the Road mm-hmm. Warriors. Um, trying to think, he was the United States Heavyweight Champion, World Television Champion, three-time World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, did he win the World Tag
0: Team titles? Manny Fernandez, yep.
2: Him and Manny. Okay, yep. I thought he did, but I couldn't remember who he won them with. What about the expect- United States Tag Titles?
0: He won a version of it, I believe. I was looking at that today. Um, uh, yes, down in Florida, because the United States Tag Team Titles there was like yeah. three different versions of them. Yeah. Um, he won he- three times. Um, no, I'm sorry, two times. <laughs> Once with Blackjack Mulligan, the other one. Here's a name for you, Bugsy McGraw. Oh, god. Yeah, <laughs> I do. So, uh, let's see, but I mean, we know he spent a lot of time in Florida. I mean, he, he, you know, he helped really build Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Eddie Graham was the one, the architect, but Dusty was the one actually, you know, doing the work in the mm-hmm. rain. Uh, and I grant, Dusty said he earned his PhD from Eddie Graham. Eddie Graham, apparently, you know, his his booking was just oh yeah years ahead of everybody else. Uh, but oh, the NWA Florida Global Tag Team Championship one time with Magnum TA. Oh, well, wow. yeah. Okay. Um, he was a Florida heavyweight champion 12 times. Yep, yep. Uh, Florida Television Championship. I didn't even know they had that. Uh, the NWA Southern Heavyweight Championship, which was the Florida, it was like they that was their top title. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, the NWA Tag Team uh where is it at um uh, well, actually it depends on the company let's see the georgia title the national heavyweight title um course, i he forgot won he league.
2: won the national heavyweight title
0: yeah i mean if there was a title to win and, and oh, that, or middle, yeah. he had it yeah
2: yeah um sometimes to the detriment, detriment. <laughs> of the booking because sometimes a lot there were times where Dusty would book himself to win championships uh, when it was really not necessary for him to be the one holding the title. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the, that's the trap you get in when you're one of the company's biggest stars and you get booking power. You know, yep. And everybody does it. Any, anybody who says that they wouldn't do it is wrong
0: yep and because
2: you can't you can't have that kind of power you can't be a top star, plus book it without sooner or later being like, well, the only way I'm going to be able to run the ship right is if I'm the champion and the booker
3: mm-hmm.
2: that way I got all the bases covered and in theory, sounds like a good plan in reality, it mm-hmm. is not because all it does is breed breed contempt. From you know, from your peers in the locker room, because I'm sure there were guys that were mad. It's like, why is Dusty the booker and he's the champion? Uh, how come I haven't got a shot at the title? You know, things like that. And I just don't think I've never thought that was a good idea for a wrestler to be a booker. I mean, even now, uh, even now in AEW, they found out that's a problem, having the Bucks and Omega be, you know, executive vice presidents
0: and wrestling
2: and you know, three of the top stars in the company. So there's, you know, there's always some, you know,
0: some conflict there. I kind of (coughs) like Triple H when he was the chief operating officer. Yeah. And he was still wrestling. And- yeah.
2: And made it and basically made himself the WWE champion because he thought that it would get Roman Reigns over by him being the bad Because the, he was supposed to be the ultimate bad guy by being, you know, here's the COO and he's inserted himself at number 30 at the Rumble and he ends up winning the title. So we're supposed to boo him all the way to WrestleMania. And then that way Roman will get cheered. Well, it backfired and Roman got booed and Triple H got cheered regardless of Mm -hmm. what, regardless of how ruthless Triple H was to Roman. He got cheered just because they didn't want Roman in there as a face.
0: Right. And not only that, but it's like, okay, yeah, Roman beat Triple H, but he beat Triple H in 2016. Yeah. Was that the year? Yeah. He beat past his prime. Past his prime Triple H. Triple H, yeah yeah and I mean it's kind of like when the Arizona Cardinals when they traded and got Emmett Smith, well, yeah. they got Emmett Smith in the last couple of years of his career, not the Emmett Smith who was
2: not not the nineties cowboys legend Emmett Smith, right. yeah, they got into the career Emmett Smith, and it's just like being a booker and being a wrestler that it should always be separate
0: yeah, and I know some of it. Uh, and I've heard on some of the other podcasts and they justify it some by saying, well, I know if I'm the champion, I'm not leaving with it.
2: Yeah. Cause, uh, Bern Gagne had the same idea. That's why Vern Ganya was like a nine or 10 time AWA world heavyweight champion, because he'd have people leave and he'd be like, the only way that I can protect my title and make sure nobody leaves with it is to put it on myself. Yep. Which again, in theory makes perfect sense, but in practice it did not because burn would book himself as champion. Even after burn was well, (laughs) well past his prime and he would book himself to win the world title. And it's like, I mean, you've got these young up and coming guys that you've supposedly been grooming for this spot, but then, Oh, well, Byrne's the champion. So, what do we do? That's why a lot of guys left. Yeah. And, and a lot of guys that's... figured they weren't going to get a shot at the title as long as Byrne had it. So, they left and went somewhere else.
0: Yeah, and then, first, okay, okay, I'll put him on me. Hey, Nick. Yeah. You, Bachwinkle, come here. I'll put the title on you again. Yeah. And Bachwinkle, as good as what he was, because Nick Bachwinkle, I mean, he's earned his place in the Hall of Fame. No I doubt. I mean, he, he was but... great.
2: But that last championship reign where he lost it to Kurt Henning he was he was well past his prime, too.
0: Yeah. You know, I mean, when when you're going in there and your chest hair is gray, and yeah. I mean, it's that's like, like it's, okay.
2: Yeah, it's time to wrap it up.
0: It's like, no. It's like, mm-mm. And with Dusty, I mean, we we could see the ego, and we don't want to, you know, speak... We don't really want to speak naked, Dusty, because we, we do know the influence, and he was one of the most popular oh, yeah. wrestlers ever, I mean, for a reason. Yeah. And... Uh, sorry, I got some some uh, weird text from my daughter. No problem. <laughs> so, Every, everything um, okay? Yeah, uh, because it's kind of a break. Break. She uh, she had to go through training in order to sell alcohol and tobacco. You know, in order to work at certain um, lodges. Yeah. And she texted, "Sold my first bottle of alcohol tonight." <laughs> <laughs> okay. And my wife texted because it's on a group text. She said, "Um, congrats."
2: so yeah it's like do i say
0: okay or that's cool or how am i supposed to react to this uh, and then she texted me directly and said huh smashing pumpkins is actually a pretty good band i'm like you're just not figuring this out i mean (laughs) uh anyway um of course actually not too long ago she she put a snapchat about how she loves listening to metallica first thing in the morning how it gets her going i was like okay, right. um
2: right. That's how you get your day started
0: yeah, you know, but anyway, <laughs> back to dusty um when dusty i mean, he got a lot of criticism you know when he was booking in uh mid atlantic you know for uh Jim Crockett because i mean he was like you said earlier, he was putting himself mm-hmm. you know in the winner of or holding titles and or he was the man, the main, the main eventer. Yeah. Yep. When he shouldn't have been. Um, like the bunkhouse stampede. Yeah. He always wanted, he always had the boot, uh, yeah. with, with the exception, I think, one of them when
2: When Luger, when Luger, yeah. yep. When Luger turned on the horseman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the only time I can remember that Dusty didn't win
0: one. And I mean, he did cause animosity with other him. Him and Flair actually, is friends as friends, is what they were. But they actually had some real life uh, mm-hmm. bad blood yep. between them for a bit. Yeah. Um. Apparently, when Flair when he left the company, when the whole the gold belt controversy, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, Jim Hurd was part of it. Dusty apparently was also part of it as well.
2: Uh, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, Dusty was you know Dusty was a company man, so he was. He was going to even though he was a wrestler and he understood where Flair was coming from and probably agreed with Flair. Dusty was a company man and he was going to tow that company line.
0: Yep. And, you know, and you always knew, even back then we were kids and because of some of the decisions they were making with Dusty, that's when it's kind of occurring to us that maybe this isn't all on the up and up.
3: Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, yeah.
0: You know, maybe some of the stories are, you know, predetermined.
2: Yeah. And then there's the the nepotism accusations because, yeah. you know, he pushed Dustin to the moon, mm-hmm. you know, even, you know, Dustin was the natural and came out and looked, you know, you know, platinum blonde hair and everything. It's like they were trying to make him the next dusty Rhodes, And it's like, that's too much putting that kind of pressure on a young Dustin Rhodes did not do him any favors. I mean, he was he a success in WCW? Yeah, he was the United States champion. He was multiple-time tag team champion, but he was always... Dusty's shadow was so big. Mm-hmm. Dustin had to leave, go to the WWE, completely reinvent himself to get out of that shadow.
0: And we're talking... You know how long it took me to realize that was Dustin Rhodes? <laughs> it, it took me a bit because I was like, okay, this Goldust character is different. Yeah. Um the only thing I could even think about comparing it to was Adrian Street.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And you know, it wasn't until they had that sit down with Dustin and Marlena that, oh yeah. my god, that's yeah. Dustin Rhodes.
2: Yep, that's Dustin. But yeah, it took the Gold Dust character for Dustin to get out of his shadow, and then Dustin leaves, goes to WCW, you know, during their dying days, and walks right back under Dusty's shadow. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, he's you know he's shown that he can do this on his own. So why are y'all sticking him back with Dusty, knowing Dusty's going to overshadow anything? dustin does regardless of the fact that dusty was way past his prime it's dusty rose he was going to overshadow Mm -hmm. most anybody in that company you know name recognition legendary status alone
0: Yep, which he earned i mean
2: he i mean he absolutely earned it i mean literal blood sweat and tears he earned it but it's just at least with cody i feel like with cody it was a little different yeah i'm sure i'm sure it helped Get his foot in the door, but they didn't try to make Cody the next Dusty like they did Dustin,
0: right? And I remember when Dustin was in WCW back um, early '90s, mm-hmm. and Mick Foley's actually talked about it in his book where Foley and um, I think Vader were having like a rematch, you know, some kind of I mean, a pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. They barely they barely mentioned in the promos and on the, the shows leading up to it, but on these same shows they mentioned like every 15 minutes or so how Dusty was going to be in the corner of Dustin. Yeah. Um during his match with The Assassin. hmm Yeah, you know, Jody Hamilton, the assassin, the one who was long time, well, he was feeding with Jimmy Valiant. So he was one of the wrestlers I hated the most when I first mm-hmm. started watching wrestling. Jimmy Valiant, I mean, he was my favorite, the Boogie William man. And the Assassins cut his beard and yeah, he didn't cut his yeah. hair, um, but this assassin was not that assassin. This was, you know, eight years later or so, right? And he could barely fit his mask over his face because he, you <laughs> know, he had, you know, with age. I mean, he yeah. got kind of big, but you could see it. it was like just kind of, like right now. I couldn't keep this this beard and this goatee yeah. inside a mask.
2: Yeah, I couldn't keep mine on, in a mask either.
0: Uh, but here's when the beard his was fat. Mm. <laughs> and, I mean, he just could not. It's like, okay, he's the assassin is, you know, Jody Hamilton is way past his prime by then. Mm -hmm. And later on, of course, you know, he actually trained quite a few of the wrestlers going through the power plant. So Jody Hamilton, I mean, he was was another one that if they could somehow get him in the Hall of Fame, Mm -hmm. they really need to because of everything. I mean, his influence. But they talked about, oh, Dusty's going to be in his corner. So?
2: (laughs) Yeah. And it's like they made a bigger deal of Dusty being in his corner than they did of Dustin having the match and that's where right. that's where the issue always was and it's like just you know let him let him rise or fall on his own mm-hmm. instead of trying to you know put him under that huge shadow of dusty because it was never going to work he was never going to be dusty Rose.
0: right and you know and they ended up having a falling out over um Terry
2: Terry yeah yeah, yeah. Dustin's um, wife Terry, they ended up having a falling out, and they didn't speak for several years.
0: Yep. And then when they finally did, I mean, you can watch this actually on—I'm uh, pretty sure it's on the network, mm-hmm. uh, but but I had it. I I have the DVD somewhere. And Dustin actually, I mean, it's pretty emotional. He talks about when they did finally reunite, right? You know, after not speaking for you know however many years. Hmm. Um. But dusty when i when i watched dusty in the mid-atlantic days i remember him tag team champs with manny
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh because we still you know we have talked about that we still need to get manny on the show
2: yeah we, do. we need to
0: yeah and we, we need questions. to do a
2: show we need to do a show about manny a lot of fans don't know about manny fernandez
0: oh they really need to learn we you know we need to have we need to try to do it in spanish <laughs> i don't think that Span- works.
2: my spanish is very rusty uh yeah I remember all the words that I shouldn't remember and then <laughs> a few of the ones I should remember. So uh yeah I can read it but as far as like my fluency is gone as far as speaking it.
0: I mean I could read. I couldn't tell you what I'm reading necessarily because something <laughs> I mean I took took 3 years in high school. Did you take 4 years? Yeah. Yeah, you so you took all 4 years. So Yeah,
2: I took all 4 years plus um I took a year in middle school too.
0: Okay, but if you don't use it
2: you lose it, yeah.
0: You lose it. um. And my daughter's finding that out right now, actually, mm-hmm. uh, because she took, well, quite a few years. They were, like, teaching them Spanish when she was in elementary school. This is when we were stationed overseas over in England, but you know, we went to school on base. So she was learning a lot of Spanish then, and she took all four years in high school and doesn't remember. And she did for four. She was even part of the Spanish club and does not remember hardly anything. But now it's starting to come back to her because some of the guests...
1: Mm-hmm. Their primary language
0: yep. is Spanish. Yep, and she told us that she has had some conversations with them, trying to help them out, and um, and so she's uh, and she also has some coworkers who speak Spanish, and one of her mm-hmm. roommates is, is yep. uh, also um, is fluent enough to where, um, when you go to Disney, like a lot of the theme parks, they'll actually have like their name tags what languages they speak. You know, if it's anything other than English. You know, so one of her roommates uh, speaks English, or I'm sorry, obviously she speaks English. She speaks Spanish. <laughs> I want to say is Spanish, Portuguese, and she knows American Sign Language. Oh, cool. You know, so, but yeah, we need to get Manny Fernandez on the show because we need to ask him, all right, your match, you and Dusty against Ivan and Don Cranoodle. You came off the top of the cage and hit Ivan with a knee drop on the head.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: How come nobody mentions that as like great cage moments? They talk about Snuka, which which, I mean, I get. I mean, Snuka was like the first people to think about because he came off the cage twice, Morocco and Backlund. Mm -hmm. But they don't mention Manny coming off hitting that knee on Ivan's head. No. They don't mention it. And But they were World Tag Team Champions. Uh, Dusty also held, I just looked this up, he also held the World Tag Team title with Dick Slater back in 1977.
2: Uh yeah, they were the Midnight Riders.
0: Okay. Yeah.
2: Him and See? yeah, him and Dick Slater. Yeah, they were the Midnight Riders. That had uh, been he... in Florida then. Yeah. He was also a tag team for just a little bit with uh Dick Murdoch.
0: The West Texas Red No, the West Texas Outlaws.
2: That's it. Yep.
0: But I say the West Texas Rednecks, that was yeah. Mary windham Kendall windham Kurt Henning. Yeah, Bobby Duncan. Yep. I, I'm not going to start singing it, but you know the song yeah. I want to sing. Yeah,
2: I know the song, and it, it it's awful. It's,
0: it's awful, awful, but it made it on the charts. <laughs> it made it on the
2: charts. It was like, yes. well, because, oh my god, that's because they, they thought that the, you know, these dudes over here doing country, talking about, you know, rap is crap. We're going to be the heels, and Master P and his crew were going to be the good guys, but it's like you do know that your wrestling company is a southern based wrestling company which means country ca- the country guys are going to yeah. get cheered the yeah. rap guys are going to get but
0: not only that but the song was catchy <laughs> it was catchy, and i was like
2: i just can't believe it it made the <laughs> i was made like on the i was like no way and, and i looked what... it up and i'm like oh my god it is
0: yeah and, I mean, that, now, granted, that's when they broke the team up. They're like, that's not supposed to happen. Break them yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Break them
2: up real quick because, you know, they got over, and that's not the point of it.
0: Uh, I mean, not only that, but Master P not being a wrestler, I think that's also something else. because None of his people
2: were wrestlers. It's like, yeah. how is this feud supposed to end? You can't have a match yeah. because the whole group of people over here, you got one group of people that, you know, all they know is pro wrestling. They were wrestlers. You got another group over here that's you know a rapper and a businessman and his posse none of them have wrestling experience so i i don't understand whose brilliant idea it was to start that feud anyway because there was no way to
0: end it i mean granted master p not just a businessman a very good businessman. <laughs> oh very good businessman yeah. yeah so but anyway uh yeah dusty and dick murdoch they were uh the west texas outlaws or just yeah. texas they were the outlaws they were
2: yeah him and uh, Dick, yeah, him and Dick Slater with the Midnight Riders.
0: And I've never heard of Dusty having any of the same tendencies that Dick Murdoch had. That we found out about years later.
2: No, I haven't either. Um, not that I know of. No, yeah. I've never heard any of those stories. Because yeah, we found out Dick Murdoch was very not a very nice dude, but uh, Nah. never um, never heard any of that kind of stuff with Dusty.
0: I mean, he, and they said that they you, they've asked a lot of wrestlers. Okay, for anybody who's not know what we're talking about, unfortunately, Dick Murdoch was a a literally a card carry member, member. Yeah. of the clan.
2: Yeah, yep, and quite proud of it. And from what I understand,
0: yeah, and uh, you know, his in ring character was kind of clownish, and he would, you know, they said they they couldn't have him as a world champion like that because he was he would like to like play around. So in the ring, I kind of like make too many jokes or whatever Yeah, kind of deal. He wasn't serious but, enough to be right.
2: Be the champion.
0: And it was actually asked, do you think he ever took his tendencies in the ring where he actually tried to hurt somebody? And now they said, no, they've never heard anything like that, but outside the ring that, yeah, I think it was Rocky Johnson that Dick Murdoch said, Oh yeah, there's going to be a party at this, this address or whatever, and mm-hmm. he showed up and he got out of there real quick because it was like a clan rally.
2: Oh, Lord. And, oh, Dick Murda-
0: and and when he confronted Dick Murray, he's like, well, I didn't think you'd actually be stupid enough to go.
2: Like, like, why would what? I not go? You said there was a
0: party. <sighs> yeah. You figured all the other wrestlers were going to be there. I mean, uh Yeah. So, fortunately, I've never heard of Dusty. I mean, and to be honest with you, if you, the way, he acted his mannerisms. I seriously doubt he would have. Yeah. Mattered. The,
2: ma- the mannerisms, the, the jive talk that he did as just, it's, I'm not saying that it's not possible because I know it is. I know there are people who pull things from black culture, but still don't like black culture. But yeah. I don't, I never heard of, of that happening with Dusty. Yes. Dusty pulled from black, black culture for, you know, part of his gimmick but i never heard anybody ever say that dusty was racist
0: right and you know and for him i mean because it almost seemed natural for him because i mean you know and and that's like you and i have actually talked about this um more offline than anything else Mm -hmm. Um, but we always talk about like soul food yeah okay what is soul food then i see a list of it i'm like I like that stuff. That to me is kind of like, <laughs> it's like Southern food. Yeah. Yeah. You no. Know? Um, but with Dusty, I mean, it, if his background, I mean, I guess, you know, he, he hung around with a lot of Black people too. So, I mean, yeah, it, I'm sure he it, did. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you're, you're influenced by those who you're around. Yeah. You know, uh, so a lot of that, I mean, may have come kind of natural to him. Yeah. May you know, have. That's what, yeah. So, say to me, he sometimes he sounded like he was right off of Motown. Yeah. You know, uh, just because of that era. I mean, it was back in the 60s. That's why yeah. I say Motown. Because Motown was just cool anyway.
2: <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, um, Dusty's influence, even after his career ended, Dusty's influence was still felt. I mean, he was mm-hmm. one of the... When Triple H took over NXT in 2014, Dusty was one of the people he handpicked to help craft what became the best brand in WWE. Yeah. And... Dusty was a big part of that. He was a big, you know, big part of, you know, mentoring a lot of the wrestlers and training and things like that. Uh, he was a big part of creating the Bray Wyatt character. Wyndham Rotunda and uh Dusty Rhodes came up with the Bray Wyatt character. Yes, it was it was influenced by Robert De Niro's turn in Cape Fear, but they put their own twist on it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And you could definitely tell Dusty's influence when he passed because the wrestling world, Twitter just blew up. The yeah. wrestling world had nothing but good things to say about Dusty.
0: Yeah. And uh, I read this today in their training center, they actually have like, it's like a dummy, is what they, you know, called it, but like a little mm-hmm. dog of Dusty hanging in a corner kind of watching the ring like yeah so that he's still watching the people he's still watching
2: over him yep yeah he's he's still watching the people that he helped bring along yeah
0: yeah and And, uh i mean even the late road warrior animal on mm -hmm. I, i believe it was their dvd um he talked about when when they turned the road warriors good yeah he and he said he was talking about dusty he's like man he said this is how, how sharp Dusty is. And he, when he turned us and he did this, he said he was so creative and he knew when to do things like that. Dusty booking himself, you know, as yeah. champion, things like that. Like, yeah. That, I mean, that was not necessarily a good thing. Um, and I know Ricky Steamboat had some issues with Dusty yeah. and I detected it even back then because Ricky Steamboat couldn't be totally Blanchard even with the match that was designed for Steamboat to win.
2: Yeah, and then Dusty comes in, and the first shot he gets, he beats Tully. He beats him. And so,
0: I mean, it really buried Ricky Steamboat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So I can't agree with that, with what Dusty did. But when he was booking other people like the different stories Mm -hmm. and the way they would turn people here and they would turn people there, okay, this one's going to be good. Now, this is going to be bad. And, okay, we're going to have this kind of match. I mean, the War Games match. Yeah. You know, that's that was one thing. So I mean, of course, me dusty I mean, he 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 won because that's what he does. Oh yeah. That's what he did. But but at the same time, I mean the war games match. What are they doing at this year's Survivor series?
1: War oh, games.
0: War games. I mean, here it is thirty years later, thirty plus years later, and they're that match is going to be happening again. Yeah. And
2: yeah. And they also used it in uh NXT for two or three years. Triple H brought brought war games because Triple H wanted to bring war games to WWE and Vince McMahon refused so that's why they came up with the Elimination Chamber that was Triple H's idea was the Elimination Chamber because for him it was part cage match part war games Mm -hmm. you know stuff like that but Triple H actually wanted what he wanted to debut in 2002 was war games but Vince refused because he said it was a dead gimmick from a dead company
0: It may have been a dead company, but as far as being a dead gimmick, no. The only thing I would have changed about War Games uh, was I'd make it an elimination match, not just a one person submit. Okay, you're you're done, right? Um, But make elimination. The match is already long because you had to wait for so many people. uh, Make elimination, cut down the number of people instead of you know five on five. Make it like three on three.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So um, and submission though. I mean, you got to still have that. I mean, because
2: yeah, but I think it should be submission or pinfall, because, like, the surrender thing, some of those war game matches took forever. I mean, they were yeah. good, but after a while, it's like, can we just wrap this up? Can somebody, you know, especially now that, you know, we have the submission and people tap out, it's like, that's the perfect visual it for is. the end of a war games it really match, is. is to see somebody literally tap out and give up. That, that would be the perfect visual for war games.
0: Yeah, because that was one of the things whenever you'd see a submission move being done before they do it, then all of a sudden the referee would say, ring the bell. I'm like, yeah, ring the bell. I mean, sometimes you'd see them do a
2: head nod or whatever, but most of the time it's like, why did they, what happened? Did they give up? Did, did, I don't know what's happening here. And like, I'm always thankful to Taz because Taz was the one who introduced that into wrestling, the tap out. Yeah. Yep. And Without that, I mean, it makes, it makes submission moves look so much, makes them look even more brutal when you're, you can force your opponent to literally tap out and say, I've, got, I've had enough.
0: I mean, and it took it from MMA.
2: Yeah. You know? yeah. So
0: it gives it more legitimacy.
2: Yeah, because Taz, when, it, when Taz came back, because Taz legitimately broke his neck in a match in ECW. He took his time off. He came back but he was completely different than what he was. He, he was heavily inspired by MMA, you know, and he took that from MMA and brought it into wrestling. And now it's like without Taz, there would, I don't think there would have been a tap out in wrestling. I think we still would have got the, not the, the odd head nod or the referee just, Oh, well he gave up. And it's like, how did he give up Exactly. I don't, I don't. I don't know. Seen
0: him. I don't. I didn't see him give up. I just saw a guy sitting there crying. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I thought. Yeah, it's so, like so... I don't
2: know. I don't know what's happening.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I need to explain this because my little ten-year-old self wants to know.
2: Yeah, there was one other thing I was going to say about Dusty earlier when we were talking about Jim Crockett, him booking. Dusty got fired from Jim Crocker Promotions because at the time there was no blood. There was supposed to be no blood on television. Well. Him and the Road Warriors, <laughs> the <world's> six-man <laughs> tag team champions, were. Until, the, were until the Road Warriors turned on him, took one of the spikes off of their gear that they wore to the ring and like dug it into, you know, storyline wise, they dug it into Dusty's eye, but I mean, they split his head open and he was gushing and everything. It was a wonderful visual for what they were going for, and that was Dusty's idea, but Dusty broke the rule because he had been told no blood. Dusty said to hell with it, we're gonna do it anyway because it's gonna get this story over. But then Dusty gets fired, so they never could they never Dusty couldn't get his revenge on the Road Warriors because he got fired in real life for you know for bleeding when he wasn't supposed
0: to. Now granted, they you know, you looked at Dusty's forehead and you kick him in the ankle and his forehead's gonna start bleeding. Yeah. Dusty now, stubbed,
2: so- if Dusty's Dusty's like flair. If Dusty stubbed his toe, he was his forehead was gushing. He's like gush. But, but I mean it was It was pretty vicious what they, what they (laughs) did. And uh, I remember seeing that when I was younger, I was like, wow. And then I found out years later, it's like, oh, Dusty got fired over that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And because he wanted to see a good visual. Yeah. Dusty was
2: the booker and yeah. And he wanted to see a good visual, but he didn't think, I think Dusty thought I've got enough pull that I can go ahead and do this and just ask for forgiveness later. And they were like, here's your pink slip. We'll see you later.
0: Yeah, because we are not just a wrestling company. We are the yep. company who owns the wrestling company. We exactly. are Turner. Yeah. Yep. The same company who owns at the time Headline News and CNN and TBS and mm-hmm. I don't think TNT, but Turner Cla- you know,
2: Turner Classics. Yeah, TNT came later. Uh, But yeah. Yeah, they were like a, a media con- conglomerate. So it's like they were not trying to they were not trying to have anything that the FCC can be like, hey, we're going to find you for that.
0: How come there's blood in that, the big, fat, blonde guy? Um, yeah. Why is the, blo-
2: yeah, the big, fat, blonde guy bleeding? Because I thought we said no blood. So yeah. it's like, oh, you did. And he booked it, so he's fired.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and he said all I want is a visual. And then a couple months later, we had another visual of Dusty. Polka dots.
2: Yeah. That was Vince McMahon's genius idea because he thought it was going to humiliate Dusty. He forgot who he was dealing with, and Dusty got the polka dots over.
0: He got yeah, because Dusty could get anything over. Anything over. Well, when when he got to WWE,
2: Vince booked him as you know his course's gimmick everywhere else was the common man, but Vince took it really far. Like had him cl- like had the vignettes where he was cleaning people's toilets yeah. and doing all kinds of stuff. Like, wait a minute, but the aren't thing you- is. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, everybody knew who Dusty was. When he came to yeah. WWE, you know, Vince threw him in the polka dots to try to embarrass him and all this stuff. Um, that's a lot of the reason why, if you look at the mannerisms of uh, Akeem, the African dream, that character was created to make fun of Dusty Oh,
0: Rose. that character should have never, ever, ever.
2: happened. ever. But, they, but that was a creation by WWE to poke fun at Dusty Rhodes.
0: And, and of they, all, all the people to play that character.
2: They get the one-man gang. The
0: one-man gang. Which dude, you, that get the, was,
2: you get the giant biker dude from Chicago. And yeah. all of a sudden, he's from deepest, darkest Africa. And none of it made sense. And it was just dumb.
0: Yeah, especially when they have him like shucking and jiving and like really putting emphasis on it. Yeah,
2: it was just dumb and racist. And (laughs) I mean, I'm pretty
0: sure you know, Slick was his manager. I'm pretty sure Slick has walked to the ring, he's like, What am I doing with my life? Yeah, if I was (laughs) Slick, I'd have been like, No,
2: I I can't be doing this. No, uh, Slick probably looked at it like, Well, I don't want to be out of a job. I'd been like, Well, I'm just out of a job.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, that he may have lost a bet, you don't know. I
2: mean, (laughs) he might have. Uh, but,
0: uh, but, but, but yeah, yeah now both... he's the rev- the Reverend Slick because yeah. he actually did become a reverend. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so the African Dream, and then all of a sudden they got the real American Dream. Yeah,
2: they get the American Dream. They put him in polka dots. He gets the polka dots over. He got Sapphire over, who was supposed to be you know just a fan out of the crowd. He get they get that over. He had an excellent feud with Randy Savage when Randy Savage was the Macho King, which is. For me, my favorite version of Randy Savage is the Macho King. Love it. Uh, Because he was just insane. And you could tell he was just... You could just tell he was having a ball with it. Um, But, um, yeah, Dusty could get anything over. It didn't matter. Even in the dying days of WCW, him and Dustin were feuding with Flair and Jeff Jarrett. Uh, They had a kiss-my-ass match. Everybody's thinking that it's Dusty's behind that somebody's going to have to kiss. And Dusty's backstage talking about how he ate this whole tray of burritos (laughs) to get ready for the match. And I'm cracking up because I'm like nobody else but Dusty Rhodes could make this funny. If if anybody else did that, I've been like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. But Dusty, just the way he delivered the lines were just like, this is great. And, but it ended up being an actual donkey that they had to kiss. Oh, And, but it's just like stuff like that. And then he was such a giving person, you know, uh, physically of himself, but like wanting to work with younger talent. Like he went to ECW, worked with Steve Carino. I mean, got pretty much made Steve Carino. Steve Carino was up and coming in ECW, but after that feud with Dusty, it shot him straight to the top of the card because people saw this guy, Steve Carino's tough because, I mean, some of the matches that he had with Dusty were pretty brutal. And, uh, And then, you know, he goes to WWE, works with Randy Orton. You know, he works with, you know, with Cody and stuff like that. You know, he was in the corner of, you know, Dustin and Cody when they were, you know, feuding with the Authority and wrestling the Shield and all that. And just his presence just, Dusty's presence commanded respect. Dusty's presence made you want to stop what you were doing and see what he was going to do or hear what he was going to say. He, he was just larger than life and it's like I mean, you've got your Hogan's and you've got your Flares and you've got your Austin's and Rock's and everything but and I didn't start out being a huge Dusty Rhodes fan but as an adult and looking back it's like Dusty just had such a huge influence, and he still has that influence today. You know, even you know, seven years on from his death, that for me, Dusty should be one of the faces on the Mount Rushmore pro wrestling.
0: The Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. Yes, oh. in, in NXT. Yep. Yeah, and and of course, the funny thing also is Triple H. I mean, of course, he reveres Dusty Rhodes. Oh yeah. But I'm pretty sure you've seen the video when it was one of those moments in the ring, you're going, is this a work or is this real? You know, Yeah. when Dusty and Triple H, I mean, they were nose to nose in the ring. Oh yeah. And yeah. Stephanie said something and Dusty all, he didn't even look at Stephanie. He just no, like this.
2: He never turned his head,
0: never looked at her. He just put <laughs> his hand
2: in her face Was and like kept talking. And Triple H, H- great, oh man, I was like, yeah, cuts a great promo. Mm-hmm. Triple H is like, you better watch it, old man. And Dusty just rolls on like Triple H didn't say anything and like Stephanie's not there. From what I understand, that was that part was not in the script. <laughs> and Dusty was just like, I don't have any time for you. I need you to stand yeah. right there and be quiet.
0: And so when Triple H got, you know, said something sometime old oh, man, I was like, Ooh. Mm-hmm. um, you know, but of course, I mean, obviously, you know, cooler heads prevailed later on yeah. because yeah, um, they've actually shown like some of the behind the scenes um I'd have to find it's probably on the network when they were literally discussing, like they were having like their weekly meeting or bi-weekly meeting, whatever. And they were discussing some of the wrestlers in NXT, mm-hmm. you know, how they're progressing things like that. Because I remember they were specifically talking about Adam Rhodes. Yeah. And this was right before he changed. They said, okay, we're going to get like for some, he's a good kid. He's a good wrestler. For some reason, we can't get him any gimmicks over. Right. And it was right before he started the thing with the Rosebuds. Gotcha. And Dusty was even like, you know, give him one more chance. You know, mm-hmm. I think he, this kid's got something. And it worked out for him. Of course, Adam Rose, I mean, there were some other things that popped up later on. Unfortunately, yeah. he's not, you know, but uh, but it was just kind of kind of cool to kind of see that kind of meeting, you know, mm-hmm. that they're having, they're talking yeah. about, you know, these wrestlers. So, yeah, Dusty's in, infl- I mean, nobody was going to turn down the opportunity to have Dusty at no, least, you know, give me some advice. Being a, be a yeah. even if he's not fully employed with them, be a consultant. Yeah, you know, because sometimes consult being a consultant actually is, it works out really good. I mean, mm-hmm. and Any,
2: go ahead. Yeah, anybody who hasn't, the like newer fans who are watching us or listening to us who don't know about Dusty Roads, please go to Peacock and go to the WWE section and find some Dusty Road stuff, especially um Jim Crockett promotion stuff. Mm-hmm. Um for my money that's like the best of Dusty is during, you know, feuds with the Horsemen. That's like top-tier Dusty Rhodes. Go check that out uh because yeah, I mean, I mean we've talked the last hour about Dusty, but there's so much more that could be said. Um but go check that out and you know, see for yourself how great Dusty was. And in great Dusty wasn't, you know, he wasn't a technical, you know, you're not going to watch his match. He's, he, he's not a Brian Danielson. He's not a technical, you know, master. He wasn't a, really a power guy, but anything Dusty did, he made you believe what he was doing.
0: Right now, uh, I mean, I just went to the Peacock mm-hmm. and I just typed in um, Dusty Rhodes, or actually I just typed in Dusty. And there are three things that pop up automatically uh, the Dusty Rhodes story, which looks like the um, the cover of the of the DVD. Yeah, you know that had mm-hmm. uh, Dusty Roads celebrating the dream, and then the legendary stories of Dusty Roads. Yeah, that, I mean he's got three different. Yeah. Things. So go, here.
2: I mean, go check that out. At least you'll get the background story, and then mm-hmm. you can hunt for some of the matches and promos and things like that. Um, like I said, hopefully we've done a good job talking about Dusty, but. Again, there's so much more to say uh, that we don't really have the time for tonight, but we can always come back to this because, you know, there's a lot about with Dusty.
0: When you talk about when he turned face for the first time, when he was fighting Pak Song, the Korean assassin. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and then later on when he turned heel, joined the NWO for a little bit, and then they they quietly turned him back because nobody wanted – yeah. You don't want to boo Dusty Rhodes,
1: right? But,
0: oh, but yeah, and fortunately, I mean, his legacy is living on, you know, through Dustin, you know, yeah. and then also Cody. Yep. Uh, Cody, of course, we know we um once he gets back from his injury because that mm-hmm. was just that was hard to watch, you know, him yeah. getting back there and then all of a sudden getting hurt first match, yeah, and you know, second, I mean, it was really early, you yeah. know, um, he got hurt, you know, but um, but Dusty, I mean, his uh, daughter-in-law Brandy hmm Yeah. The chocolate MILF. Yeah, <laughs> I love yep. that shirt. That's awesome. <laughs> um, but Brandy, she's also a really good wrestler. Yeah. And you know, of course, his man, Dusty has grown grandchildren. Actually, yeah. I think isn't Dustin's daughter Dakota? Isn't yeah. she married? Yep. Now, is it, is she? yep. So yeah. Um, now I don't know if any of them are gonna become wrestlers, but I don't know. Uh, but I mean, they might as well, I mean, just keep the yeah. get the legacy going because, you know, we know how good Dustin's been. We know how good Cody's been. I mean, both mm-hmm. in their in their very own ways. And uh, I'd like to just want to see that legacy continue on. And, hope, yeah. you know, um, and when you, you always hear about these ones who haven't, you know, you find out years later on oh, some of the really, really bad stuff they were doing behind the scenes. And so mm-hmm. all of a sudden their name gets stripped off of stuff. Yeah. I really hope that never happens with Dusty.
2: Yeah, me too. I hope nothing tarnishes his legacy.
0: Exactly. You know, um, because I mean, he earned his place on the Mount Rushmore wrestling. He earned his place in all the Hall of Fames he's in, which he was in a lot. Yeah. And you know, his legendary status as a wrestler, trainer, Booker, uh, promoter, because he actually started up some companies also. They didn't last a long time, but he did try to start them up. But wrestling was his lifeblood. Yeah. You know. Sure. so Oh, but uh, I don't know what we're going to talk about Monday yet. Uh, I got a, a nice weekend of wrestling ahead of me, at least on Saturday. Um, I'm pretty sure we'll think of something. Oh, yeah. We <laughs> yeah, always because, do. Yeah, because my work schedule has, like I said, has really quieted yeah. down, thankfully. Um, I'm still looking. Yeah. Because I don't want to work those kind of hours again, especially mm-hmm. without... It with... I'll just say this. If you told somebody, hey we're only going to pay you for 60% of the hours you worked. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't expect them to take the job. Right. So that's all I'm going to say about that. So, (laughs) (laughs) So. but until we can speak again, my friend, all right. God God bless. God bless.